And then when you got uh, Jurassic Park, the Jurassic Park movie, that was good because it came out in the theaters and we wouldn't let you watch it in the theaters because we knew it would scare you. Yeah. So when it came out on, I guess, that had been a VHS tape, yeah. <laughs> we bought it, put it in a bigger box, and you, when you opened it, you were just like all excited and you looked at us and you are like, Am I allowed to watch it? <laughs> you gotta check. So. Gotta check. That's. So. Those are. I mean, that was good. Those are some of my favorite Christmases too. I think it's yeah. very sweet that your favorite Christmases involve your, your children. Your yeah. Yes. Yeah. Ah, it's the end of the year. The end of good old 2016. And this comes hand in hand with the height of the holiday season. And one holiday, above all, steals the spotlight year after year, even if you think it's under siege. Christmas has been surrounding us since early November, if not earlier. And now TV channels are flooded with our favorite holiday films and cheesy Christmas movies. Presents, Christmas trees, and decorations have filled our homes, and we have filled the malls and filled out our Amazon wish list. Tis the season. Olden times and ancient rhymes of love. Christmas brings a lot of different meanings and emotions to a lot of different folks. I'm just asking everybody, uh, what does Christmas mean to you? Oh, you should have, like, told me this long. I don't know. Okay, well... What... Uh, the, it's, it's the birth of Christ. The birth of Christ. Biggest, noisiest, longest commercial there is. Christmas... To me, uh, especially well, growing up, it's always been about spending the whole day with family. It's fun spoiling my kids. Oh, that we could always see. And despite what it should be, the reality of it can sometimes be very different, for better or for worse. He's, he's my hero, and um, he's dying. I'm Corey Lally. And this is Exaggerated Features. On today's episode, friends and family offer me some stories that, in the spirit of our show, put on examples of the ways Christmas can be a caricature of itself. Sometimes Christmas looks exactly like what we expect it to. Other times, the exaggerations of the spirit can amaze, shock, and even sadden us. I should note to any parents listening with kids, this episode does have adults talking about Christmas and some realities that come with the season. Just keep that in mind as we move forward. Thank you. Exaggerated Features is produced for ISCA, the International Society of Caricaturists. ISCA would like to thank its members, guests, and speakers for its recent and amazing 25th Annual Caricature Convention. To find out more about ISCA, the convention, and caricatures, visit and join at caricature.org. Such spirit through the year. Oh, that we could always see such spirit through the year. So, what's this thing your 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 interview thing? Let's, cool. Let's so let's get started. Here's my thought process. I kind of want the episode to focus on. You know, we have this idea of what Christmas is. And then there's what Christmas actually is. Yeah, because each episode I kind of like to play off the the idea that caricatures are everywhere in our life. 
Christmas. And I think Christmas kind of fits one, you know, the idea of what Christmas thinks it looks like and what it actually looks like. You know, I think Christmas would reject its caricature. It'd be like, no, I'm not. I look more like baby Jesus. I'm not that. And it's like, no, I don't know if you look like baby Jesus. So, uh, that old man with white hair. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I guess I'm just trying to get people to a, tell me what they, what Christmas means to them. And then B, well, just to share a Christmas story. Yeah. Well, and I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of getting the feeling that I don't have to force it into a mold to make it about caricature. Oh, not at all. I, I prefer you, you don't, unless the story specifically involves that. Then, um, all right. Well, uh, Christmas to me, uh, especially, you know, well, growing up, it's always been about spending the whole day with family. And uh, my family is consists of my mom, my dad, and I have five brothers and sisters. An older sister, an older brother, um, two younger sisters, and one younger brother. And... I just constantly have these memories, this image of us sitting around the Christmas tree, opening presents one by one, you know, going around in a circle. And and as we got older, it was less about what we would buy for each other and more about how much fun we could have, like what kind of really ridiculous gag gifts we could give each other. And it was all about making a mess with the wrapping paper and laughing and and, um, and just enjoying each other and eating food and, and, um, and having a great time. And then I moved to um, Florida. So Christmas became working at Disney on Christmas Day. I was so far away from anybody that was family that... I would want to work on Christmas Day and Christmas Eve because I would always say to the customers, what am I going to do, sit home and cry? Because I have no and Christmas with. And the one time I spent Christmas Day with, it just didn't feel right. I felt like I was an outsider. And they were welcoming, of course, but I left early because I didn't want to be involved with their family. It just didn't feel right. This year is different because my father is 83 years old. He just retired just last year. Yes. You know, so he's been he's been very very busy and very active. Um I went to I went to Ireland with mom and dad last year and uh, they're just you know, they're world travelers. Um he's the friendliest guy in the world. He's I get all of my uh, outgoing, crazy personality from him. I also get my my uh, a little bit of a ditziness, a little bit of ditziness <laughs> from him. Uh, he's brilliant. He's an absolutely brilliant guy. I, I think of him as a kind of like the absent-minded professor. Um, but he's also a um, he's one of the kindest and most compassionate people I've ever met, and he he loves people he he made friends everywhere we went in ireland every single person we sat down he started talking to he had a conversation and he made best friends with them and um and he's and he's very 
very politically aware and, and, and you know, he calls himself a feminist and uh, proudly, proudly. And he's also proud of all the gay people in his family. It's <laughs> like brags about all the gay people in his family. Um, he's just, he's just the, the he's, he's my hero and um, he's dying. Here we are as in olden days, happy golden days of congestive heart failure and he's had it for a while and it's kind of a rough go with that disease because what happens is your organs shut down little by little and right now his kidneys are shutting down and we all came to Thanksgiving this year my brother lives in Charlotte, North Carolina with my sister-in-law and my three nephews and I live in Florida it's complicated but we all came to be together for Thanksgiving and I was there for a week with my mom and my dad and I was there and I helped as I made breakfasts uh, I did some housework I scrubbed the tub Old people should not be scrubbing tubs. And uh, it was really hard to see my dad just get worse and worse. I saw him three months ago, and he was slow, but he was okay. Back in October, he went golfing. He came home from golfing, and he collapsed, and he went to the hospital, and it's been it's been downhill since. And, um, well, with the way 2016 is going... I don't know. I anyway. Um, so this Christmas, um, well, let's just say I'm thinking about other things, um, and this is something that's happening with a lot of my friends that are my age. Uh, but. That's that's what's going on with this Christmas is, is uh, watching my dad die and uh, it's really hard. So that's that's the story. Christmas. Even though it's a holiday intended for rest and to reflect and to celebrate, etc., it represents to me the biggest, noisiest, longest commercial there is. It's in your face every year and you just can't escape it. This time of year brings out an unusually large number of shoppers. They come out in droves to the toy stores and the department stores and the malls. The pace becomes so frantic and the crowds are so huge and overwhelming that a lot of people tend to lose their minds a little bit. 
I first experienced a bit of this insanity many years ago when I began drawing caricatures in a shopping mall. It was probably the first time, believe it or not, that I realized, hey, caricatures make good gifts. Instead of buying clothes or expensive jewelry or something impersonal like that, I would see a fair amount of shoppers, often at the last minute, deciding to give their loved ones a caricature. And many of these customers would choose to have their caricature drawn from photos, so that the person getting it as a gift would be surprised. Great idea, right? So up until the first week or so in December, I wasn't having any problems at all taking care of customers who brought photos. They would drop it off with me, and I'd have it done later that same day, or maybe the next day. Boom. Done. Well, of course, as we got closer to the actual Christmas day, our little retail stand started getting busier, and we got a lot more walk-up customers. You know, the usual live caricature kind. And since I was still new to this mall thing, I didn't actually expect this. So often, I'd have to put away the drawing I was working on and draw that person. When they were gone, I'd get the photo back out and get back to work. Until the next person came along, and so on and so forth. Pretty soon, we started to get kind of a backlog of photos. Coworkers would uh, come in for their shifts, and I would say, Here, we got two more photos today. Or, could you please draw this customer while I work on this photo? The days started getting longer, and the things started to get a little crazier. Then the customers with the photos started calling us, asking if their drawing was ready. Sometimes I'd say yes, and other times I'd say no, there's a bit of a delay, I'm sorry. Well, the customers who were told no started to get less and less patient. One, I think, even said forget it, and asked for his deposit back. There was one day in particular, less than a week before Christmas, I believe, when I got like three calls in a row from angry, impatient customers. That wasn't fun to have people yell at me over the phone. They pretty much all had the same sob story. Oh, but I need it ready in time for Christmas Day. Yeah, like it was my fault that they didn't plan this out better or place their order sooner. Anyway, I was getting fed up and really cranky that day. Then the phone rang again, and I thought, oh god, here's another verbal smackdown coming. And the voice on the other end was a woman who had just picked up her drawing the day before. She said, I just wanted to call and say how much I love the drawing you did. It was exactly what I wanted, and you got the likenesses of me and my family perfectly. Thank you. So, yeah, that really helped me calm down. It helped my mood quite a bit. And since that day, and since that year, I've noticed, even though you might encounter a fair number of rude people at Christmas time, there's usually at least one or two people each year who are overly nice and courteous to you. And believe me, that makes a difference. It's the most wonderful time. Yes, the most wonderful time. Oh, the most wonderful time. Real quick, who who are you? Who are you, beautiful lady? I am your mother. <laughs> and what's your name? <laughs> Valerie Lally. Okay. A.K.A. Gil F. Jones. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> my mom has developed a bit of a cult following amongst my friends and co-workers via her Facebook alias, Gail F. Jones. It's a long story, but it's in part because she plays Santa to all of the artists that work with me over the holiday season. 
so yeah then go ahead and um you know i know i want this story from you and i guess go ahead and just tell it best you can <laughs> this is where i stay the story of what the, the wooden soldier yeah so here's the thing that broke the santa claus mythos for me as a child well i loved the flow of lego sets quote-unquote santa brought me year after year i noticed a bit of a continuity error with the lore of Santa's workshop. When you were young, and I don't know the age, you, after watching all the Christmas cartoons on TV, you were like, well, in all of these, the elves are making wood soldiers. But I don't know, you didn't know anybody who had ever received a wooden soldier. You know, the only wood soldiers are nutcrackers, but that's not what they showed them making in the cartoons. So where are all these handcrafted toys? The gig was up. And I had pretty much given up on believing. So my goal was to find you a wood soldier. And, which they don't really make. I'm guessing they don't really make wood soldiers because they're super hard to find. But, alas, as a good mom, I mean, Santa would. Years later, deep in my high school days. So... After we moved here, I went to a secondhand store and there was a wood soldier. So I thought, okay, there's your wood soldier and I bought it. And I think you told me that dad told you about it ahead of time. <laughs> See, I don't remember if he told me, but I do remember. Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. I think you said he told you because he was afraid you wouldn't remember asking for one. And oh, then, yeah, yeah. then you would open it on Christmas Day going, why? Though, would you really expect anything less from the same mother, I mean, Santa Claus, who is behind the great Power Ranger sheet maneuver of 93? Did you have any Christmas stories of your own that you're like, oh, I want to share this one time Christmas? Uh, I don't know, like when you got your Power Ranger bedding. Oh, yeah. That was, that was super cool. Do you, want to, do you want to tell that story? Okay, Christmas Eve. We were like, hey, do you want to sleep in our bed? And so you went to bed and sleep in our bed. At the time, we were living in Germany. Uh, his, my, your mamma had sent this Power Ranger bedding for you. So we went in and made your whole bed up in Power Ranger stuff. And then we moved you into your bed. And when you woke up in the morning, you didn't remember that you had been, went to bed in our bed. You just came running in. Oh, my God, Santa Claus is here. Santa Claus picked me up. Because you knew your bedding had been changed and you figured Santa Claus picked you up. I don't know who you thought made your bed. But Santa Claus. <laughs> he, uh, he's a magic man. He's holding you. <laughs> but you did. You thought Santa Claus came in and changed your bedding and you were super excited. And that was probably one of the best Christmases. Because <laughs> you were just the excitement. And then when you got uh, Jurassic Park, the Jurassic Park movie. And presents on the tree. If you need a Christmas gift for the character artist in your life, you should get Eric Goodwin's character album, Face Jams. It's an amazing collection of caricature-themed songs that's free to download and open to donations. In fact, if you'd like, you can find our interview with Mr. Goodwin himself in our episode, The Multi-Talented Music Man. If you do download it, please be sure to donate. There's a lot of love and a lot of talent in that project, and it definitely shows. I'll go ahead and provide a link on our website, exaggeratedfeatures.com, 
where you can explore more character content and find our other podcast episodes. Also, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to our show via your podcast provider. Music credit, in order, is Mary Kay Williams's arrangement of Christmas Time is Here, Christina Perry's Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year by Andy Williams, and Bing Crosby's classic, I'll Be Home for Christmas. Special thanks to our storytellers, in order, Mary Kay Williams, Lauren Benson, and, of course, my wonderful mother, Valerie Lally. Thank you all for listening. I wish you a Merry Christmas, a Happy Holidays, and a Joyous New Year's. And until next time, stay well. Okay. So, all right. Ready? Yeah. Okay. Um, just one more thing I want to say, everybody, um, and that is... Hug your parents. Hug, hug your brothers, your sisters, if you can. Just talk to them. You know, if, if, if you're in a fight with them, make up with them. Tell them you love them. Um, it goes fast. 83 years, it went fast. I mean, I was only around for a few of those, but, but it went fast. That's all. If all